in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. And welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. And we are mixing it up a little bit this week. <laughs> yes, we are. This is not going to be a standard Topic Thunder for the first time. Uh, we had floated the idea before, I think on the show itself. I know behind mm-hmm. the scenes we obviously have. But uh, we are just going to dedicate this one to a bracket that we received. We yeah. hope, you know. Uh, we're assuming it'll fill the full 25, 30 minutes because the brackets usually do. Yeah. Um, but they've been so much fun. We figured might as well dedicate an entire show to it. Yeah. Um, we don't have a title for this as of right now. We don't, we, we, we're, we're toying with the idea of like alternating like one week it's a bracket or, and the next week it's questions or one week it's bracket. But then if there's time, we'll answer a question. But we certainly want to focus on the idea of maybe starting to move towards having a bracket show. It seems to have reinvigorated both Matt and I, and certainly the fan base. You guys send, are sending in some incredible topics for us to debate on the show. A little bit of a mix of Thunderdome and other things like where we're, where we're debating something and talking about it, inspired by what you all are doing. So I think it's still very much in the spirit of it being an interactive uh, show with the fans. So um start to work on your brackets start to look on things you want and of course because it's topic thunder it's all in play it can be brackets about anything as long as matt and i have somewhat of a knowledge of it i think it'll mm-hmm. be fun and as matt said we haven't come up with a name for it yet and i know people are saying bracketology but that's already used by march madness and espn on them It'd be fun to come up with something new and although golden ticket worked because that was it wasn't like something was going on espn it was fun Topic Thunder work is kind of play on Tropic Thunder. So there's, I think there's inventiveness to be had from some of you all to come up with a great name for this show. Uh, if Matt and I don't come up with it, a name ourselves. So send yeah. in your name, send in your questions or tweet at us or what have you. And we'll by the, yeah, by the time you see this, maybe we'll have a title because yeah, we'll have maybe. internally discussed and come up with something. Certainly. Uh, but that is a week from now. So if we haven't, please let us know. Yeah. on twitter uh hit us up yeah we're, we're always open to suggestions or you can email the show uh but yeah. uh all right so we're jumping yeah. in let's do it what do so you got our bracket today comes from charles kim charles kim and he says hey matt and john since you had such a fun time with my candy throwdown bracket i was inspired to create another one good who is the greatest leading man today Oof. greatest in quotes can be however you define it, whether it's overall success or acting chops. In order to narrow down the numerous choices to 32, I limited the options to living, acted, parenthetically having acted in a movie within the last five years, and American-born actors. Oh. So we are limiting that. and says, have at it, fellas. 
good luck and i will print this off real quick so this is the um, this is the american board the greatest american board le- born leading man working today that's what it seems like the title of this one is yeah that, having acted in the past five years yeah and then he doesn't state how he comes to the metric yeah by which he put him in there because i'm looking at the number one overall seed and this seems strange oh, i haven't looked at it yeah, um, the um, I guess that's a great point uh, in the future for those who are sending in brackets. And most of you have done this, so this is more of like a reminder. Let us know how you came to these rankings so that Matt and I will have some context from which to judge the brackets in terms of who, who's, who we're taking in the bracket and also to judge you, which is always fun to do on the show, and how you came up with the metrics for judging um, – what made your bracket, what didn't make your bracket, and where those things that made the bracket were ranked. So, yeah. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk. I guess we're going to, are we going to break it up by um, sections, Matt, by half, and then take a break? And then, yeah, one the other half. Is that what we're going to do? So we, we can, we can do that. You want to, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. So, there's a little bit of intrigue after the break. Okay, so uh, then we'll just do the top half of the bracket. Yeah, let's do that. And we'll go through those matchups. We'll do the first round of that. Then we'll take a break, and we'll come back and do the second half yeah. of uh... Okay, how far so, down the rabbit hole do you want to do this top bracket? <laughs> let's go down to Clooney. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is definitely okay. the top half. I'm just saying, do we want to do one round of that, two well, rounds? Let's see, how the, to... let's see how the conversation goes. If we get to 15 minutes or 10, 12 minutes, then we can take the break. Yeah, fair enough. If Yeah, if we need to take... Uh multiple breaks we can do that um all right this is fascinating all right break it down man why don't you read these and i'll read the second half all right um so this is what i was saying previously yeah i wish i knew how he exactly came up with this yeah um so the one versus 32 matchup first place versus last place is nicholas cage versus samuel l jackson Nicholas Cage is number one on Charles Kim's greatest American yeah. born leading man list. That is uh, shocking. And unless it's at first, I was like, well, maybe it's by like uh, uh, alphabetical by last name, yeah, but that's yeah. not the case because you got other actors below yes. that are ranked lower who alphabetically by last name would have come before Nick Cage. So I mean, this must be the biggest Nick Cage fan. Maybe or maybe box office wise, Nicolas Cage's films, or the fact that he has an Oscar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because if it's box office, there are other people that have cumulative box office higher yeah, than his. You're probably right. You're probably right. And so. if it's by Oscars, there's others that have more Oscars than him. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Certainly, Michael Douglas would. As we get look further down the road here, Tom Hanks has more Oscars than him. Yeah. Denzel's right. got more Oscars. Clint right. Eastwood's got more Oscars. Right. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not sure, but number one versus 32 is Nick Cage versus Sam Jackson. Got to um, take Nicolas Cage because I feel like Sam Jackson is more of a character actor with it, who occasionally leads films, whereas Nicolas Cage is almost always the lead of a film, and he may occasionally be an ensemble or character actor in the in the film but he's rarely not the lead yeah that's my logic as well yeah. sam jackson's overall <coughs> pr- 
projects, yeah. I think I would rate higher, but he is oh. almost always part of the ensemble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whether it's a Marvel movie or, or a Tarantino film or yeah. whatever the case is, or Goodfellas, it's got yeah, a small sure. part in that. But the lead aspect that you brought up, Nick Cage is almost always the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Come hell or high water, even if you don't like the damn movie, <coughs> yeah, he's Nick still Cage. the lead. Yeah. It seems like for every four batshit crazy ones he puts out, there's a there's a great one. Yeah. And then it's back to normal Nicolas Cage fare at this point. This is All a right. monster one next to the next one. Jesus Christ. Is it though? How uh, dare you? Sylvester Stallone at the 16 seed versus Tom Cruise at the 17. So there's no yeah. way the box office is Yeah. Yeah, this is an easy one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not even close. One guy's got a couple films for me and the other one's like well that's a banger that's a banger wow no i i mean obviously the the choice for me is tom cruise yes but i mean sylvester stallone has launched three separate franchises so he's the helen of troy of i mean the cinema world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's launched a thousand film projects Rambo, Rocky, (laughs) and The Expendables, arguably very profitable franchises, whereas Tom has done Mission Impossible. Right? Is there? Yeah. Am I I missing anything else that Tom would have done franchise-wise? This is it. Hey, but now I'm just imagining all those former soldiers showing up on the beach and they see Helen of Troy, but it's sliced alone. (laughs) What the fuck? We're gonna die for this? This Supposed to be the greatest beauty of all time. (laughs) In my own way, I can't. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Go give me a kiss. <laughs> All right, Sly. Hey, hey, Helen. Hey, oh, she's man. got a great personality. <laughs> um. All right. What's next? <laughs> Shit, poor Sly. Next. Next is another tough one. Yeah. Eight twenty-five. Michael Keaton and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's only tough because you have nostalgia glasses on. It's not really that tough. If there wasn't that that fallow period <laughs> for like Let's 10, 12 years for Keaton. Studying the dictionary today. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, DiCaprio is the choice because he's never fallen off. He really hasn't since he became Scorsese's baby. He's never fallen off no matter what he's done. Now, have the returns of the movies been good or bad? It's debatable, but he is considered a top leading man in Hollywood. Oh, he's arguably the top. You couldn't, I mean, Keaton is not going to open a movie. Keaton coming back as Batman is fun. And we'll see if that actually ends up happening. Uh, given all the yeah, turmoil right now, it's $90, 90 million sitting on a shelf. Yeah, right. Exactly. Thus and, far. I mean, and thank yeah, God they it, found a way to get, Ezra into therapy or else that might have been on the chopping block as well which would have been his last appearance or his only appearance as Batman because they they took him out of Aquaman too so yeah I think if Ezra didn't agree to therapy they would have shelved that movie as well oh I think it was well on its way to being shelved yeah Yeah. I just Keaton shows so much more range in in regards to the types of projects he can sign on to and succeed in well, we're not. Are we? Yeah, it's a fair point. You can argue chops in terms of Keaton's abilities. Although Keaton is always Keaton, isn't he? Even in whatever he's doing, he's always like, <laughs> he's always got the thing. <laughs> you know. Listen, I was. Uh, How many actors have a thing though? 
<laughs> That's true because DiCaprio does certainly DiCaprio with the, the, the now whole... yeah now in the past yeah. uh, several I mean quality of projects yes uh, DiCaprio is just one after another after another yeah. he's always in something that's in Oscar contention yeah true very true but I don't know that he has a single movie that resonates for me like Beetlejuice uh-huh. or See, the original Batman yeah yeah that's what I meant the nostalgia glasses. But, yeah, but those are both great movies, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love it. Yeah, see, so that I love resonates. It. Or is that more? It does, and he's the is best part. Nah, he's. He, I I love me some Brad Pitt, but okay. DiCaprio's, I think, steals the entire movie. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, Pitt won the Oscar. I'm right. happy for him. Right. By all counts, seems like a good dude. Yeah. Well, not lately. Don't tell Joe Lee that. Oh really? I don't uh, stay up on celeb gossip. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> such a snarky shithead. Um, what, what's that? That celebrity <laughs> gossip. Celebrity gossip. I don't. Um, what is the celebrity gossip? <laughs> well, what happened this week? Uh, and and people can correct me. I'm not quoting this as fact, so I want to make it clear because the internet's forever. Uh, but in 2016, uh, apparently there was a fight on a plane between an anon- an anonymous celebrity couple. And the FBI was involved, I think, because a junior FBI agent was on the flight as security. Um, and apparently it was during the drinking period of Brad Pitt. And uh, it was just um, unsealed, the people who made the complaint, and it was Angelina Jolie. And she was making a complaint in 2016 that on an airplane, uh, Brad Pitt became physically and, and uh, verbally abusive towards her. And her and their uh, eldest child, who t- apparently tried to break up the fight, and was manhandled by Brad Pitt. Now Brad Pitt's people deny it, um, and the junior agent uh, kind of tried to. Uh, it seems like, from what I read, tried to sweep it under the rug and let everybody move on. Um, now Brad Pitt's parent people don't deny that Shiloh got involved. I think Shiloh's the name of the, ki- the kid got involved. Uh, but they deny that Brad put his hands on him in a violent manner. He, I, they're saying he put his hands on him to, to tell him to stop, to calm down, and to let him and Jolie work this out. Uh, so now, it, so there are some people who are taking this as in the new Johnny Depp Amber Heard crusade, uh, and so oh. there are people on both sides of this thing. So, just a little background. That's a little um, more than gossip, I think, because you're. That's about like very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a federal report yes right exactly yes, yes elevates it above did you hear so and so's you know they went out to coffee Ooh, boy they share the same publicist that's that's interesting yeah they do which is yeah really interesting agreed and so you know oh i was just this fake celebrity couple that got coffee that's oh, why oh, they oh, share oh, the same publicist yeah. it's kind of like the henry cavill and what's her name from uh oh uh, big bang theory Right when he oh, was on Kaylee the come Cuoco. up, yes, yeah. right. Are they dating? Aren't they? And they had like the same management and yeah, PR team, right. which is like right. okay. Well, I mean, Kanye and uh, Taylor Swift had the same manager when Kanye pulled that shit at an award show. Except that shit seemed real. So, <laughs> you say so? You say so? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, given the what we've seen from Kanye, I wouldn't put it past her in a way to generate sympathy. Dude, you might, to be in this, in might want to zip it. She'll probably take her private jet, just fly out here just to rebuke you and then <laughs> fly immediately out. So, <laughs> true. Kanye's crazy like that. Oh, I was talking about Swifty. Oh, I, I don't, I don't like to mess. I don't like to, um, 
go after the Swifties at all. Oh, even well, though I'm just not that, the biggest Taylor Swift fan. But. That report came out a week ago, two weeks ago, about the celebrities that use their private jets the most after oh, which, yeah. which one of the Kardashians took a 20-minute flight up to Calabasas. I could care less. Yeah. Those. Well, I just saw that and I was like, well, that's interesting. Who's using the most? Taylor Swift right. by leaps and bounds was number one. But her, really? her people, yeah, her people said, and she wasn't touring. Uh, they said that uh, she had rented it out, which oh. seems like a logical. That makes sense. Make money on it. Why, why should yeah. it sit on the tarmac? She's just sitting there. Smart but business. she was number one. Uh, yeah, I took DiCaprio as well. Yeah, I don't look. Swift is whatever she. I, I don't believe half the stuff she says in that documentary, which turned around all these narratives about her, which may have been unfairly put out there about a date. I mean, who wants to date publicly at 19, 18, 20 years? So you're still figuring yourself yeah. out. Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, her writing uh, songs about her exes. Some people champion that, but they're the same people who get mad when when male artists do it. But I get also the historical aspect of men have been doing it for much longer. So I respect that. But either way, it's just to me, I'm like, eh, you know, I, I don't I don't like to buy. I'm kind of so past celebrity worship, to be honest with you, that I'm just not I don't buy into any of that nonsense. When, when they do puff pieces on them, I don't buy a fucking like I just read the Mindy Kaling, Marie Claire thing. And I was like, well, OK, all right. I, I know some people who work with and they've been very clear about what she's actually like um all right what's the next thing uh what's the next one uh the next one is johnny depp versus jake gyllenhaal oh that's that's easy now jakey g is the choice now for me because johnny's just kind of a little bit sank himself and then with then all the recent stuff that came out where they unsealed some um court documents between him and amber heard that, that do not put him in the best light so I'd say uh, right now, Jakey is still the, the leading man. That I know nothing of. I haven't okay. seen anything about that. But I think it's depth now. If he comes out with a movie, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. Whereas Gyllenhaal, I'm still like, okay, you can you can still put out bangers. Yeah, let's see what you got. Yeah, I, I'm more willing to take a chance. Yeah. If this was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, it's well, good logic. I like that. Yeah. All right, so Gyllenhaal. Makes it on Will Smith versus Will Smith at four, Tom Hanks at 29. <laughs> Please, Mr. Kim, let us know how you came up with <laughs> Charles. Chucky boy. 29. Will Smith at four? That seems logical. Okay. You know, it's a, he's in the, why not? He's, he's going to be a, a generational while, star. Though. It's been a while since he led a film, so. I think that's got to affect your standing is just because you've been in a movie doesn't necessarily mean you're still a leading man who puts butts in seats. See, for me, it's about putting butts in seats. Um, but I, I, even without the recent Will Smith stuff at the Oscars, I still would have, I still would take Tom Hanks over Will. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Hanks. Yeah. I, Will's got a bunch of stuff that I like, but Hanks has a bunch of stuff that I love. Yeah. Like if Hanks comes out with something, people that's really yeah. good, people will fall all over themselves to go see it. Yeah, I watched Greyhound and Finch. Greyhound, so good. Yeah, it is really good. It's ninety minutes. It's the perfect length. It's perfect. Yeah, Finch was yeah. good too. I liked Finch. Yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was all right. But he'll still do those words. If it was Will, I don't know yeah. that I'm tuning into those. Yeah, fair. Uh, the next one is going to be the biggest Ooh. slam dunk of the top bracket. 
Jesus. Harrison this Ford is... versus Michael Douglas at a thirteen twenty. You think this is a slam dunk, dude? Slam dunk. This is this is. It's it's. This is basically like American History X slam dunk. It's. <laughs> We can tell that he's on a step ladder, and we don't care. It's you know what I mean? Stuff. That's how that's how good it is. I I I don't know, man. I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as you think it is. Because what was the last thing Michael Douglas did? What's the last thing like, Harrison Ford did when he was the lead and it made money? I I you're concerned with the money aspect, of course. I'm just concerned with putting out a project that I give a shit about, and Harrison Ford has a greater propensity to do that than Michael Douglas for me. This is going to be a good debate. I don't know how you think this is a slam dunk. Dude, I mean, Harrison slam Ford, dunk. Harrison Ford is what? Indiana Jones. Yep. What else? You tell what me you're not looking forward to that next one? What else where he's the lead, right? He's he's part of a triumvirate for the Star Wars film, so I can't give him. He's not even the fucking, the film's not even about him. It's about Luke and Leia. There's no backstory on how we don't go back and no, see Han as a child. It's fine. What what is your Michael Douglas ar- argument? Hold on, I'm I'm trying to look at. Okay, so Blade Runner, absolutely. Witness, yes. Indiana Jones, yes, absolutely. Indiana Jones, Presumed Innocent. I'll give you because I think that's a great film. The Jack the Ryan stuff. Okay, the Jack Ryan stuff. Air Force One, with the you know directed by the late great uh, Wolfgang Peterson who died this week, um, as we recorded this. But after that, it is. I mean, maybe K nineteen and what lies beneath in the early two thousands. But then it becomes. Okay. A shithole of stuff. What's your Douglas? I'm so much so the ends up on Expendables three. For God's sakes! All right, well, let me see. Michael Douglas. So Wall Street. That's fucking iconic. You know it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, nothing from the seventies because he really exactly. It's going to be a lot TV. of this. The game. What Roman- else are we? Wait, Romancing the Stone. That's I don't really think it holds stuff. up personally. You're insane. Fatal Attraction. I watched it a couple of years ago. It doesn't. That's, that's fine. People love that. Film. Fatal Attraction. Uh, Wall Street. I mean, Black Rain is a quiet favorite. A lot of people, but I can respect it. if People don't want to put it on their list. Basic Instinct. That is huge. Falling Down was huge. The American President. Falling Down was not huge. Falling Down was huge. You're, I, love, I love that you're putting it up and you're dismissing. The other guy's got Indiana Jones. The Star Wars franchise, Blade Runner, Air Force One. Wait, Blade Runner was a disappointment at the box office. Now it's a legendary, of course, of course. Bigger than Falling Down. (laughs) Yes. No, you're right. It is. I mean, you're like falling down. Be like, listen, I saw that in the theater. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I have never watched it since. It made almost $100 million on a $25 million budget. That's a profit. That's a profit. Well, that's definitely a profit. Who are you taking? (laughs) Quinn Eminem and Holland. You asked me that. You know, oh, fuck, this is tough. I guess I'd take Harrison Ford, but I not, fucking knew it. Slam dunk, <laughs> baby. Much. But it's not a slam dunk. There is, there is, because he's still making great work, whereas Harrison is not making great work as much. Well, I mean, the, Kaminsky the Marvel method? movies, the Kaminsky method, which is always up for Emmys. Come on, man. I think it's up for Emmys because it has him and Alda in it. I don't think, look, I've watched the entire run. You have? It's, it's decent. Okay. It's got okay. its moments. Fair enough. He's good in it. It's not a slam dunk. His name wasn't Michael right. Douglas. I don't think that's ever getting nominated in a million years. <laughs> All right, next one is Jeff Bridges and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, dude. This one is brutal. I got mine. 
Okay, you go ahead. You go first. Uh, Bridges, just because outside of the MCU, Downey, whenever he does these other projects, they don't do well and they're not good movies. Yeah, I I think I have to go with Bridges as well. But it's tough because Bridges doesn't have a Marvel movie. And though although he's great here leading, well, he, I guess he's, yeah, I mean, like he's Obadiah Stane, but he's not, you know, consistently recurring character. There's essentially one of the founding pieces of a massive franchise. Um, but what is, I mean, what does Jeff Bridges Tron, which was not that uh, well-received financially, I guess against all odds, Starman. It's fascinating. Fabulous. It's fascinating. Does he have a Fisher King? I mean, you got uh, Lebowski, Heller Highwater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seabiscuit. He's damn good in Seabiscuit. All right, fine. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Let's go. That's fine. It, it makes sense. Because, yeah, you're right. Downey Jr. hasn't been able to lead a film outside of the MCU. And even in the MCU, yeah, he's got the Iron Man movies, but two and three are, aren't now well that well received. And even in the Marvel movies that are, it's more ensemble and he's part of the Avengers or part of the three, four person team. He's not the main person. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair. And the final of the top part of the bracket yeah. is Morgan Freeman versus George Clooney in a 12-21 matchup. That's not even a question. That's Clooney. Come on. Yeah. It's Clooney. It's, Freeman suffers from the same thing as Sam Jackson. Yeah. He's an ensemble character or actor. Right. Um, all right. So that is the top half of the bracket. Oof, that was rough. And we're going to take a quick break. Hear this word from our sponsors. Let's make it happen. All right, there we are. And jumping back in. All right, what is the bottom half of the bracket? Let's take a look at this bracket because uh, I just lost it here. So let me uh, bring it up real quick. Um, uh, bu- 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 give me a second here. I'll bring it, give me two seconds here. Here we go. Okay, good. Got it. I had to get it bigger. All right. Number two versus number 31. Whoever thought this would happen? Al Pacino versus Will Ferrell. That's a slam dunk. Al Pacino. Not even close. (sighs) I mean, look, Will Ferrell having two or three years of good movies is great, but Pacino, give me a fucking break. Come on. Yeah, I just, when was the last time Pacino was in a good movie outside of what? The Irishman. Yeah, which was good and nominated for Best Picture. I just... I just watched it again the other day. Come on. Well, you're a glutton for punishment, and that's no, fine. That's a damn good move. Um, yeah, I'll take Pacino there as yeah, well. You have to take Pacino. Come on. Hey, you look at the body of work. Just it's kind of undeniable. Um, um, okay. Right. Next is next? Uh, Matt Damon versus Edward Norton. So the Battle of the Two Rounders stars. Matt Damon versus Edward Norton. I got to go Damon because Norton has faded from from sight other than appearing in Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Which no, um, yeah. No, yeah. Damon, that, that one's an easy one. Yeah. I shocked that he's a 15 seed in today's modern yeah, really. leading man status. But once again, we don't know how he came to these metrics. So yeah, true, true. Um, all right. Dustin Hoffman next up versus Brad Pitt. Ooh. I, mean, I, I got mine. Go, I got to go pit on this one, right? Even though yeah. Hoffman has some damn classics on his resume. You know, the he does, but so does Pitt. But so does Pitt, right? And Pitt's still churning out Oscar worthy work. Yeah. Like Hoffman at Pitt's age was transitioning into being the character actor and not the lead anymore. Pitt is still the lead of yeah. the films that he does at this age. 
Um, all right, the next one is Matthew McConaughey at number 10 versus Denzel at number 23. I got to say Denzel for the body of work, as you mentioned with Chino, because Matthew is has, has is, had a bit of a run, and now Matthew's kind of dabbling in politics or showing up on University of Texas football sidelines. I don't see him leading too many films. Yeah, angling for the governorship of Texas, more yes. than likely. Yes. Uh, yeah, just consistency, Denzel. Because right. the reconnaissance, he churned out a bunch of great work. Yeah. And then since then, it's trailed off a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Denzel just keeps churning. Not me. Uh, um, all right. Uh, next up, Sean Penn at number three, taking on, I don't know how he snuck in here, Adam Sandler. At number 30. I got mine. <laughs> I still haven't seen Hustle, by the way. I've got to watch that. Um, Sean Penn, Adam Sandler. Sean Penn, Adam Sandler. I'm going to go. Sh- I'm going to go Sean Penn. He's won two Oscars. Um, and Sandler hasn't led a film in the theater that's been good. Oh, uh, well, no. Uncut Gems, right? Shit. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Shit. I'm taking Sandler, by the way. Really? Fuck, I might be changing my mind here. Yeah, all right, Sandler it is. Wow. Yeah. As much as Sean winning those two Oscars is nice, it's like Hillary Swank. Yeah, it's great, but like, when's the last time you saw people, you know, climbing all over the to go see a Sean Penn movie? It doesn't happen. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, Uh, Oh, this one is interesting. Number 14, Bill Murray. Versus number 19, Clint Eastwood. Um, Y'all know my choice on this one without even a question. But Matt, where do you go on this one? Boy, that's tough. It is tough, isn't it? Because they both have several movies that I just adore. Yeah. I, I guess... I guess I'll go Clint. I think you have to go Clint. As much as you may love Murray. And I mean, why couldn't it be Murray versus Penn? <laughs> and then Sandler versus Eastwood and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's easy. Eastwood <laughs> moves on. Murray moves on. And instead, Sandler somehow makes it to the Sweet 16. You sound like every person who's had their bracket broken. <laughs> why did they play them? Why did they have to play Florida Gulf Coast? Um all right, so the next two pairings. The first pairing is Bradley Cooper at number six, which is really a surprising thing considering how limited lead films he's had, versus Kevin Spacey at 27. This is easy. Cooper is absolutely the choice here for me. Yeah, I think the easiest side-by-side comparison is look at the ones where they were director and starring in. Yeah, and, uh, right. <laughs> And he's got another one about Leonard Bernstein coming out, which I'm yeah. intrigued by. It looks that, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Cooper takes it on that one. Okay. Now it's uh, Robert De Niro at number 11, taking on Robert Redford at number 22. Little known fact, Redford was considered uh, for the part of Michael or Sonny in uh, The Godfather. They're going to make him blue, blonde hair and blue eyed. Jesus Christ. Um, not that there isn't 
blonde hair, blue eyed Italians. Please don't get fucking mad. I'm just saying. Uh, Robert De Niro versus Robert Redford. Matt Nost, you go first on this one. De Niro. Yeah, yeah, De Niro. I mean, who doesn't love them? Some Bobby, uh, De Niro yeah. and some Bobby Redford. But De Niro is still churning out, and Redford is now retired. But it's yeah. it's been a while since Redford put out something been a where while. he's the lead. That's true. All right, we're at 32 minutes, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta power through this these uh, rankings here. Well, the next the next few should be a little bit easier. Nick Cage versus Tom Cruise at the top of the bracket. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Easy peasy. Okay. Next yeah. one is DiCaprio versus Gyllenhaal. I go DiCaprio. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Hanks versus Ford. Shit. I'm taking. I Hanks. still take Hanks because he's still doing it. Captain Phillips wasn't that long ago. Yeah, those smaller projects I'm willing to tune into for yeah. Hanks, whereas I don't know if I will for Ford. Yeah. And then finally, Jeff Bridges versus George Clooney. Oof. Fuck. I mean, Clooney has those Oceans films. I think I'm taking Bridges. <sighs> yeah, I have to take Bridges because Clooney has kind of dropped off. And he's off doing Nespresso commercials. And Jeff Bridges... Uh, came back from a two-year battle with, I think, leukemia uh, to be in the old man. So the ma- the motherfucker lives and breathes acting. Um, all right, what's next? Uh, oh. Next, yeah, you wrote it down, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I got it all done. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Pacino versus Damon. Oh my god. Here's the thing: if we were saying they greatest living and he does say active active yeah 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 american born leading man yeah so for the active part of it i have more faith in damon leading a film i'm gonna watch and enjoy at this point than pacino you know what i'm gonna have to go with that i agree in a bit of an upset yeah um all right pitt versus denzel Oof. they both put out projects that i'm intrigued by if we're talking about activity but if you talk about leading man i gotta go denzel because pitt has no problem doing cameos and sliding in and playing part of an ensemble yeah whereas denzel's never fucking done that once he started becoming a lead so i agree with that assessment even in the great debaters which he directed i think he may not understand be the lead but he is a leading force in the film uh, the um, easiest second-round matchup, Sandler versus Clint. Clint? Oh, Clint. It's Clint. No need for discussion. Yeah. And finally, Cooper versus DiCaprio. Oof. Jesus Christ. I oh, pardon, me, pardon me. Cooper oh. versus De Niro. Like you said, active, right? Although yeah. I think if De Niro came... De Niro just signed a deal where he's going to play opposite himself in a film. It's a and it's a mafia film, and it got top billing on on Variety or Hollywood Reporter as a news item. So that to me tells me that De Niro can still attract people into a theater, and I think people are still trying to figure out if Bradley Cooper's for real or not. So I'm going to go De Niro in a slight upset. Uh, I I agree, just because if they're both putting out projects, I'm still yeah. intrigued by both, and given. De Niro's history, it's like, well, I'll side 
they had movies coming out at the same time and they looked yeah. relatively even. I think I'd go see De Niro's first. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got our Elite Eight. Now we have Cruz versus DiCaprio. Yeah. Cruz versus DiCaprio. Fuck. I am going to take DiCaprio. <sighs> Man, this is tough. Because, no, I'm going to go Tom Cruise. Because, I mean, who else at 60 years old just made more money on a film than he's ever made his entire life? And it is threatening to capsize the Titanic totals uh, domestically. Okay? And that that means something. So I'm going to take Tom Cruise. All right. DiCaprio. Uh, Tom Hanks versus Jeff Bridges. Uh, Hanks. Staying the question. Hanks takes it. Uh, Damon versus Denzel. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think if they had movies out on the same weekend, at this point, I'd be more apt to go see a Damon film. Damn it. I don't know what to choose on that one. Um, You're going to have to make some sort of choice. I'll go Denzel. I'll go Denzel. All right. We finally have some departures. Yes. Uh, And then finally, Clint and De Niro. This is rubber hitting the road, isn't it? Jesus. Clint and De Niro. I mean, Clint essentially revitalized an entire genre of films. Yeah, but we're also saying active. Yeah. Is a component. Oh, this. good point. Yeah. De Niro then. De Niro. Yeah. All right. We are down to our final four. You wow. have Cruz versus Hanks, and I have DiCaprio versus Hanks. That's monsters. I still say Cruz. He was able to bounce back even when that looked like he was done after the Oprah interview and Matt Lauer interview. And he is arguably enjoying the greatest period of his career in what is the beginning of the twilight of his career with two more Mission Impossible films coming. So True. I take Tom Cruise. All right. I took uh, DiCaprio. Mm, Just because nice whatever he's putting out is probably going to be Oscar caliber. Yeah, right. You're right. It's a good choice. All right. Uh, you have Denzel versus De Niro, and I have Damon versus De Niro. Oh, my God. God forgive me. I'm going to have to go with Bobby D. I got to go with Bobby D. I don't All think right. people are responding to Denzel anymore the way they used to. Uh, yeah, I took Matt Damon <laughs> over <laughs> De Niro. How dare you? How fucking dare you? <sighs> Who do you trust to put out as an active leading man a better project right now? I don't know right now. Damon's had some stinkers. The Great Wall, need I remind you. Sure, Last Duel is the most recent thing, which yeah, that's was an ensemble piece, though. It's not—he's not the lead of that piece. I—I I think he is. It's him and Adam Driver and uh, what's her Jody name. Those Comer, are your three yeah. leads. Stillwater was good, though. I liked Stillwater. Stillwater was good, right? And Ford versus Ferrari was good. Ford versus Ferrari is excellent. I might have made a mistake here without having Matt Damon in this mix. Oh well. What's the uh, what's the what do I have? Who? Your final is Cruz versus De Niro in the battle of the oldest men left in the bracket. (laughs) And I have DiCaprio versus Damon. God 
damn. God damn. A cruise is my winner. I, I don't think that was in doubt for yeah, anybody. You're right. You're right. It wasn't. You? <sighs> so now this is the first one. I haven't sweated a bunch of these. It's just like it was much easier than the first round where you have these random pairings. Uh, DiCaprio yeah. versus Damon. I don't know who I trust more. That's fair. At this point. I guess given what you just said that Damon will put out a project every once in a while is just kind of random, whereas yeah. DiCaprio seems to be slightly more selective. So I guess I go DiCaprio. But for rewatchability, like Ford versus Ferrari and Martian, yeah, I watch yeah. those more than anything Damon or DiCaprio's put on the last couple of years, not named Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, but like, yeah, because I mean, like you got Jason Bourne, which didn't do well. Great Wall, Downsizing, Suburbicon. Those are all not good films. Elysium wasn't good. We bought a zoo. We're not that far away from we bought a zoo. It was only 11 years ago. 11 so. years is a long time, man. <laughs> it's a long time. But there it is. There's our winners. You have Tom Cruise, and I took Leonardo DiCaprio. They're good choices, I think. Do valid choices. I wonder who would win between DiCaprio and Cruz. That's a that's a hell of a discussion for sure at some point down the road. Um, but not for this one because we're already 40 minutes. All right, let's get on out of here. Thank you so much to Charles Kim for that bracket. And hopefully some of you are listening and are even more inspired to send us brackets because this has been a fun discovery uh, that we've been uh, having some fun with here on the show. So, uh, Matt, what do we have to tell him? Um, well, just to reiterate the point. Um, yes. When you send in your bracket, just give us your methodology. Yeah. That way we can understand the rankings. But it's, on this one, I, I don't know. Uh, it it seemed perfectly fine. There were some weird ones, Nick Cage being number one. But by and large, it's like, whatever. You just make your way through it. So, Charles, great list. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Top10Show, all spelled out. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. There you go. And you follow me at the Roca says y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic. Thunder. Thunder.